And we welcome you inside the Sports Ethos Sacramento Kings podcast on this Monday. Sam Comenti here with you alongside the incomparable and all-knowing Jill Adge. And Jill, God damn it, the Kings are doing it again. They're doing it again to us. Just as we had lost hope, we'd written them off. We were planning to have this depressing Monday podcast where we were going to talk about the next couple coaching candidates to, to come into Sacramento next year and just turn the page on the 2021 season. They went ahead and beat the Clippers twice in a row and, uh, and did it so pretty soundly both times. It had a lot of contributions from different guys that had been struggling, a.k.a. Terrence Davis. And now we're right back in this thing. You know, we were yeah. never really out. Um, the and they of the actually, West is the, during right the three games, right? They For the week, they went two and one. Yeah. But they actually did it a little bit differently this time. Their defensive rating for the week was magic number 15, which was what they've been trying to get. But you know what's interesting? Their defensive rating um, was just slightly worse than their, their offensive rating, which is usually, I mean, it had been pretty because their offensive rating had kind of started dropping. Right. And so mm-hmm. it, um, it picked back up a little bit um, and their, their net rating between the two dropped a little bit. So that's, I mean, it's a little bit better, but what, you know, their magic number, right. Was, was for defense was 15. So at least right. for the week, they can say they hit it. <laughs> <laughs> they did it. Um, and I felt like that, that kind of kept them in games a little bit more. Um, if your offensive rating, it's going to be one Oh six. That's not all that great. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for this kind of team of what they expect you, right. What they expect to do. Um, and so having a defensive rating of 110 compared to where they were last year at like 116, 118, you know, way up there um, is, is a little bit better because the who Charlotte Hornets, right, who went one and two for the week at number 30, their defensive rating was 126. Um, so that's a, you know, pretty big difference between teams. And it's, you know, they went to get some better teams, right? So it was yeah. nice to see them actually you know hold it down even if one was without um paul george and one was with they still um did what they were supposed to do which is what we ask right do what you're supposed to do they won a home game it seemed like they just did not want to win it at golden one but they got their fourth win at golden one their second in a row they've won four of six gentry's now above 500 in his seven games uh four and three and the craziest thing of all jill is when it's way too early to be looking at the standings uh, ridiculously early, but we love to do that as Kings fans, any little glimmer of hope. They're one game out of the plan. So the 10th seed, but then they are two games out of the fifth seed, which is currently occupied by the Clippers. And what's so funny is normally like we're making fun of the Eastern conference, right? Like they have quite a few over, you know, that are around 500 and over in the West it's opposite granted, like, there were more, right? I mean, you had Denver who completely lost almost their whole starting, starting lineup, you know, for, for uh, a game or two and, you know, some are actually prolonged for the rest of the year. And so, I mean, as we know, injuries happen. And so you're having to see um, people work that out. Um, The Lakers were having issues, right. And, and then you had James in and out of, of the lineup. So yeah, and then you had a team like Minnesota who popped up, right? I mean, yep. it's and they've lost a couple. We were in a row saying now. how how much two weeks can can kind of change things. I mean, and the Kings had a week of good basketball. Um, we'll see what this this week is kind of weird because it's 
they finally had like days off compared to like a bunch of games in a row when they were flying to and back. And, you know, that whole schedule was so weird. You, why wouldn't you have them travel now to like Memphis and come back? You know what I mean? When you have like seven days off, like it's just yeah. weird. That makes um, too much and sense. so there's not many games totally right now leading up to the 15th. Like, I mean, to where you're kind of feeling one Do we way like or the that? other. Yeah. Do we um, feel good about I, that? My only worry is how the front office thinks. I don't know if they think this is a mirage or if they actually believe this is like they're seeing what they thought. And that's what kind of like scares me because to me, all they show is that they're still consistently (laughs) inconsistent, even Mm -hmm. though we did have a little good stretch after a really bad one. So it's like, you know, but Gentry, you know, is getting his practice time for the first time. And, uh, you know, a lot of the players are telling you it's, it's not completely different. Right. Which you wouldn't totally expect because he'd been here, but you do think that there are some little things that he would probably, you know, any coach would want to, you know, Mm. something that they maybe was an idea that was turned down or, you know, something along the way to where he can at least uh, take over a little bit. But I mean, and sometimes practice just helps with the little things. Yeah. So there's you know, a little it's, continuity. It's hard to know. Yeah. And so I was trying to find, okay. So for the Kings wins this year, um, this is nuts. Their offensive rating is 117. Okay. 117.8. What do you think their losses, their, their offensive rating is in their 98 and their L's 101. Like that's a big difference. That's, that's a 16 a big point difference. So their net rating in defense for wins 108 respectable. Yeah. Um, I mean, the modern NBA, you know, it's, we would like it to be better, but it's, it's respectable. I mean, for wins. Right. Right. And, uh, for, if you can keep that in your losses as well, you're at 15, but because of their losses, they're one thirteen. That's again, you're hitting that, that middle ground. And that still puts you at like 22 or whatever for the year. So it's again, improvement. You're not 30. Right. But still, um, you know, that that's an issue, but, um, but yeah, that offense on wins and losses is, I mean, that's, that's not close. Yeah. We <laughs> the, know that their defensive rating is not that far off, but their offense is. Geez. We know when, when things are clicking and guys are contributing like they should be um, like, again, we I mentioned him in the beginning, Terrence Davis, 28 points, finally had that game. Monty McNair got to tweet a me, uh, a gif of Terrence Davis, like, celebrating because he you know he was hyped that davis finally showed up for him uh and he hit him right yeah and so the other thing where i gave you the the offensive and defensive rating for wins and losses the three point percentage for wins is 39 percent. what do you think it is for losses 28 27.8 again that's a big guesses too for me that's a big difference so like yeah it's not it's a coincidence. Like if yeah. you can, I mean, it's not a coincidence. I mean, it's and hence why your offensive rating is probably 101 at that point. Um, because in, in losses, you're just like completely taking um yourself out. And their three-point attempts are only it's only a one attempt difference. But the makes are 14 compared to 9.8. How many attempts um, are they? Field goal percentage again way off. How many three points are they attempting a game right now? Um, a game, let's see, uh, 35.6 is their average right now. Okay. I feel like 
that might be around and the they're average making the 11.6 they're making 32 percent yeah dude. that's like that. where it would drop like yeah. the what they're taking probably is average what they're making is damn. Give me above and if you're a small team if you're a small team like that can't happen yeah to uh backtrack just a sec here and look at the west the west and the east really right now early on they mirror each other in terms of how the seventh through tenth seeds are playing like their records in the west though dallas is seventh they're 11 and 11 jason kidd obviously new coach a lot of people had concerns about how exactly he would fare in his second go around head coaching um of course donchich is donchich but the team as a whole has been pretty up and down which is why you come out at you know 500 in 22 games. They've lost two straight. They're three and seven in their last 10. Denver's miraculously at 500, given all the injuries. Minnesota's 11 and 12. They had the jump. And then at the 10th seat, currently ahead of the Kings, is a team that is apparently self-destructing from the inside. They've already started to turn on their head coach. Their star player wants to go. That's the Blazers, 11 and 13. That was another team that this offseason, when they hired Billups, people were like, I don't know about that. That's that's interesting. You went from Terry Stotts, a very well-respected seasoned coach who had won some big games for Portland, take him to a Western Conference final, and you bring in Sean Spillers who had no head coaching experience and had only been an assistant for a couple of years. So the teams, all that to say, the team's currently ahead of the Kings that realistically they could maybe get ahead of. None of them are in a good position themselves right now. They're not, they're not coasting at the moment. The Lakers aren't either at, at six, and the Clippers, again, they beat twice in a row at five. They can catch those that team as well potentially. This is me yeah. getting way too excited. No, uh, yeah, and, and if you look at <laughs> if you look at all thirty, the Kings are twenty third right now in terms of of wins um, out of the thirty teams. And you have the Pacers, Spurs, Rockets, Pelicans, Thunder, Magic, and Pistons below them. Yeah, to me, to those the are the kind too. of teams. If if you're gonna maybe take a swing at something, it would be trying to find something out of. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of those, if, if there's something worth grabbing, which I think there are from right. The Pacers, right. Um, from the Pelicans, like, uh, the Rockets, like there are pieces that you can grab. Now, if you're going the other way and you're looking at selling, you have 22 teams in front of you that are, you know, that, that would take some role players, right. (laughs) If, if you're going of, if you're not completely selling off, but just getting rid of some of the bigger contracts, but keeping Fox, um, there's plenty of options, right? And then you have a team like Denver, who's in desperate need of somebody, somebody that um, of, of some wings walk. after all their wings have have dropped. Um, so yeah. you know what? And their and their wing that you know was being shopped, um, kind of in talks last year as well. Um, just said his. Uh, his career record um, at the New York Knicks um, in a game at the garden. So um, Najee Marshall. So, um, Oh no, wait, it's Marshall, but I think Najee is the one on the Pelicans. Yeah. Is it, is it Zeke? He might be yeah. Zeke. That's not his last name though. Is it for the talking about the guy on the nuggets? Uh, what is it? It's a name. I can't, it's a last thinking. name that I can't really pronounce. Yeah. Najee and Najee or something like that. Zeke Naji. Okay, Nagy, so I had it yeah. mixed up. Naji yeah. Marshall is is Pelicans. Pelicans. Zeke Naji is um, right. Is the uh, yeah? It's been it's been six nine forward. So it's been a, a wildly inconsistent theme for a lot of NBA teams. The Kings are not alone in that sense. Uh, to maybe talk a little bit about this, the second Clippers game. The first one, 
as you said, Jill, they didn't have Paul George. So it was nice that they won, but I don't think any Kings fans were overly excited about it because it's one of those games where it's like, yeah, you should win this game when their best player is not there. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard's not going to play the whole season. So you're playing a lot of solid vets on a Clipper team, you know, that didn't have the star. But now on Saturday when they played, you were playing Paul George in a full, for their season, this season, that was their full roster. And you handled them very well, start to finish. You held off the run that came late in the game that you knew was going to come at some point. Terrence Davis had six threes, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, 28 points. Halliburton looked like he was wanting to shoot more. You know, we know that he has the green light. Gentry told him and has told the media, I want him to shoot. He's got my blessing to shoot. He's just been hesitant. Didn't look hesitant in the game. And what really surprised me is looking at the stat sheet, Rashawn Holmes had one point and six rebounds. He did not really play he had like well three attempts or something well and yeah. it was but it was like and it's they still that he didn't play well like he didn't get the attempts though. that's true um but he also didn't need it. like what was crazy is his attempts in the first half i think he had one but he still led the team in plus minus he wasn't hurting yeah. them so that's like the thing is to me you need to get him more but i think the guards were actually making so much stuff for they once were. that it was like yeah I mean, you need them. And that's working. what I'm saying. And, is a positive. And you saw, yeah, Hall, Halliburton and Fox actually showed they could play together, right? Again. Fox had, or Halliburton um, had a double double. Fox the first had 24. Half. Oh, sorry. That's, that was the previous game. That was a wrong Clipper game. Yeah. Halliburton having 14 attempts. He at didn't, he didn't drop them off to, um, mm-hmm. to homes, right? Like where yeah. normally half of those are, are, yeah. are, you know, lob attempts to, uh, to home. So four of eight yeah. from three. Yeah. Which we like. Davis did have six threes, made all his free throws. He was plus three. Uh, and then Bagley, to give credit where credit is due, Bagley did have a double-double, brought some energy, uh, earned some more praise from Gentry, in which he then reciprocated back, talking about how much he's enjoyed playing under Gentry and um, saying nice things. And you pointed out, though, Jill, before we came on, that that's a lot of just Gen- or, uh, Bagley making sure he says the right things. I think he's doing what he's supposed to be yeah, doing, he's, right? He's, like, he's being yeah, a pro for it's... once. Um, which um, is nice, a little late, you know, but yeah. Uh, you know, and, it, and it's the questions that are being asked too. You know what I mean? Like he's to, to me, he's answering exactly how you would, um, expect the guy who's now getting minutes, right. And, and a yeah. shot and he's, it's great. He's playing well. We all know how he feels. He's made it known, like what his desires of to be here, to not be here are, but the best thing for the Kings is that he's producing, he's playing producing and that's all you should want as a Kings fan, right? Like, mm-hmm. because either it's going to work here if, if a trade doesn't materialize or maybe you can get something a yeah. little bit more, right? Because he's, he's producing now. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I don't think anything's really changed. Um, no, no, no. I've seen lights. I've seen people saying they think it has just based on this. And I don't, I yeah. think there's still way too much. Um, I think this has been strategic. You know, that's go on, but it's. Carmichael Dave. Everyone just be happy it's working. <laughs> yes, enjoy, enjoy that. Carmichael Dave, who's obviously very in touch with what goes on with the Kings, tweeted out this morning that it is far, far in all caps, more likely that Marvin, his agent, and Monty had put together some sort of meeting where they agreed that they would play him more to hope, hopefully get that rock bottom, as he says, value up. He says, don't buy into some sort of Disney miracle turnaround, which is a good way of putting it. Uh, props to Marvin for playing well, but he's gone. Pretty definitive. Not He's most likely gone, but, you know, 
Carmichael Dave saying, I think he's gone. And this is yeah. more so to increase his value and hopefully get him, get the Kings more in return and get Marvin. You know, this is a Marvin showcase for the next couple of weeks, for the next nine days, at least. And he, to his credit, he's gotten a lot better from when the showcase started in Detroit, when Luke was still the head coach and he was not, he didn't do anything in that game. I think he's playing within himself too. You're not seeing anything forced. He's, he's playing as he was what four of six. Um, I, I don't feel like he's taking any like ill-advised um, shots. Um, he didn't have any assists last game, but we've seen him actually, you know, look forward a little bit more um, in the last couple games, his defense. Um, Weirdly you know, getting I, better. If you look at his hips, like, and this is what was interesting to me is a lot of the things that Doug Christie used to point out during games to me, you're seeing, I don't want to say fixed, but you're seeing it look better. Right. right. So whether that's Doug working with him or Mike or whatever. Um, but to me, you can actually see fundamental like movements Yeah. Um, that, that look better so kudos to all involved for however that's um how however that's happened but though there's only two new people right under that that have joined that you know we're seeing some of the fundamental changes so um i would assume it's doug or doug or mike and we've heard doug has been working with him one-on-one a lot so i I mean i don't want to totally give him credit not knowing but just reading between the lines like all we've heard is um, they seem to be working well together. So, you know, kudos to however it's transpired, but you're seeing it look fundamentally, um, better, which is, which is cool to see, you know, and that's something that a young player just getting minutes again and progression that you would hope that that happens. Um, you know, so he had the uh, best plus we'll see. plus minus of anyone on the King's bench in that last nine. game, plus nine, uh, and led the bench in scoring, but he had 10, he had 12. And 11 rebounds, first double-double of the season. You know that guy can do that. That, that. That's a huge selling point for Marvin's value is if you play him enough and you get him involved enough or he decides he wants to be involved enough, he's a walking double-double. He is. Does he play defense? Will he pass the ball? No, probably not, uh, at least consistently. He is still, still, in my opinion, a rather selfish player. Yeah, and well, and the thing is you need the double-doubles to – to mean something right and right now they're meaning something which yeah. is which is awesome just like yeah. people always used to say fox fox your your 30s great but we need it to mean something mm-hmm. you know at the beginning of the year it was oh it's meaning something but you're only getting 15 now you need it to you know come on so like with anyone it's you can put up the numbers but as a whole um we need it to to see something and so far we're doing that and i think you know we're we're wondering how Gentry's going to work the lineup, you know, when everybody's back. Right. But again, he showed kind of like going with the hot hand, like in Dave where Davis got 28 minutes and buddy got 20. I was perfectly fine with that because you know what I mean? Like Davis earned it that game. Right. And so I appreciate that you saw Bagley get more minutes than Lennon Thompson. Right. And here and that, but yeah, it was nice to see that even in the smaller minutes, like the, the distribution, like it was working. Right. Like, again, it showed that you could piece people in where you need to piece in and and it can work. So, again, who knows what happens when when Barnes and Harkless come back, because all of this is happening while they're out. And 
we know at least Barnes, that's, that's a significant sure. um, person Marcos, on this yeah. team that that's eating minutes. And if you're, you know, and they were bouncing Marvin back between the three and four, and that ate up some of Bagley's minutes at the four. So um, yeah, it, it, it worked out for Marvin while Harrison's out that he's been able to kind of showcase himself again. So uh, um, Davis also had some talking about him playing a little bit more than buddy in that game town the stretch. He did also have several clutch buckets as the Clippers drew close. He had a three that was huge. Like this kind of, excuse me, extended their lead. He drove in, hit a floater that made the uh, lead five. And then he eventually hit what was kind of the icing on the cake corner three on a beautiful kick out from Halliburton. So he kept them at arm's length from the Clippers. And it, you know, that's a credit to Gentry for sticking with him instead of going to buddy, which I don't think that's complicated coaching. I've, I've always been a believer in you play the hot hand. It's not something to overthink. You, you know, yeah. Each game's and you different. Know what, yeah. And you know what was nice too is I know Clippers went really small at one point too, right? It was like, I feel like Paul George at one point was like the tallest person um, on the Clippers. But what's something that we keep saying that the Kings guards need to do? Rebound, right? Davis had four. Um, Halliburton had six. Fox had eight. But he had three um, that like you saw the, got involved. the guards who had, you know, guards playing wings, et cetera. Um, especially if you're going against another smaller team, like win those rebounds, which mm-hmm. which they did. So, you know, that's not always easy to do when you're going against taller guys. So um, and Fox has we were able to, to do it progressively gotten better. I, I saw a stat uh, somewhere on Twitter. I don't have mm-hmm. it on me, but just comparing his games with Gentry over the games with Walton and it was not huge, but a, a, a clear difference in, you know, his attacking, his field goal percentage. Uh, he's playing more loose. I think he it's simpler. It seems for Fox on the court right now without Walton, which I don't know why that is. Cause it's not like Walton didn't seem like they were running anything complex with Walton, but I just feel like he feels a little bit more free. Some, for some reason, Gentry's definitely encouraging I, him to push. Yeah, Well, and I feel like with running, he's even getting some more mid range, which was one of my things that I wanted him to see you know, start going back to the mid range. That's what he did so well um, for so many years. And you started seeing that go away where it was either like at the rim or a three, and there's no reason for that, especially with him. Um, and, and so I think running it up, you're even seeing him times where he's stopping and stop and pop like it, you know what I mean? And they're good shots and, and in the flow. So um just yeah whatever it is just keep going and and it'll be interesting to see what it looks like on wednesday you know and, and then it's, uh, next couple games after the rest you know sometimes that goes you know good and bad when you have too much rest um True. but just Double seeing momentum. if we see anything new based on um having practices and you know things like that if if there's going to be anything um totally different and one last note before we move to uh, a little different segment the free throw attempts, I, I don't know the exact numbers, how much they've jumped, but I know for a fact they have gotten higher under Gentry, which is not a surprise considering that they're attacking more, they're going at the rim more. They should be getting more attempts from the free throw line. But last game against the Clippers, they were 20 of 25, 25 attempts. And it seemed like for a long time with Walton, they struggled to get past like 15 attempts of a game. Sometimes they wouldn't even have 10. You know, they weren't getting to the line. They're getting those easy free points. They weren't coming. Now they seem to be coming for them, and they're making them. 20 out of 25 is a pretty solid percentage for a game. 
Uh, Davis was perfect from the line. Bagley was perfect from the line. That's encouraging because that's just such a simple thing in a game that the Kings were not doing in the past. Yeah, and I know um, James Ham mentioned this. I think it was on D'Lo and Casey and not his own podcast, but he was saying that after the Lakers game that he didn't really call it like a players-only meeting, but it was essentially yeah. like um, the players came together and it. he said like there was – it was very open dialogue and conversation on – um personal accountability and like you know having more pride in in what they're doing so will it you know stay with them mean anything well we saw them go two and one like great and like you said it could last a week it could last a couple weeks it could last for a while like you just don't know but Mm -hmm. you know what like but that's That's the way you should be you should be having that kind of open dialogue and accountability on it was a, if we want to keep this thing going, this is what we have to do. Otherwise we're getting another coach fired and we're all, you know, and we're getting traded. Like it's, it's make or break time here. So. um, You would have thought that conversation would have came before Walton's dismissal, but yeah, I guess better late than never. Uh, Okay. You never know what these guys, I mean, you know what I mean? Like they, they've seen, they've, their communication has gotten coaches fired and gotten coach saved. So it's like, Fair. I mean, yeah, maybe they thought that it wasn't, Oh, we've heard this, you know, he could be fired multiple times. It'll never happen. Well, it did. So maybe that was a wake up call in that sense too, that it didn't matter what you guys were saying that you liked him or not. It wasn't working. So he's mm-hmm. gone. And they've never had that kind of scenario where they had it, where it seemed to be working, but they weren't happy with it. And so, you know, he was gone where now it was the, well, we know we're not producing, but we like the guy and we want him here. So, um, yeah. that point I, didn't you know, matter. Again, just the ridiculous concept of your coach needs to be your buddy. No, your coach needs to be your coach. He needs to do his job. You don't need to be, you know, such good pals. I don't care about that personally. Uh, all right. Factor fiction, Jill. We haven't done this little segment in a while, uh, but with everything going on with the Kings, uh, the win streak, Win streak, if you can even call it that. Well, it is technically. Uh, and then all the drama prior to it. There's a lot of good little storylines that we can do factor fiction on, true or false, as we approach the December 15th potential uh, trade openings. Get that ball rolling. So the first one that I'll ask you first is, uh, and then I'll, I'll give my two cents on it. Factor fiction, Gentry will be able to get this Kings team to 500 or better. This is just by the end of the year. With factor the same fiction. team or with changes? Just, you know, that's the thing with factor fiction. They're ambiguous in purpose. I, I, that's a good point. I, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm going to say not the same team because I don't believe they'll be the same team by the end of the year. That doesn't seem likely. Are they going to add talent, trade talent? We don't know that. So this is more um, again, just a hunch. I'm going to go with, fact there's going to be some changes made and maybe it'll be for the better nice yeah uh, i'm yeah. still being optimistic because i'm just asking you to be average mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not asking much i'm not asking for the world yeah uh and the kings have yet despite that and that's exactly like, like, like that's not even asking playoffs yeah. anything that's just hey let's get a 500 season which we haven't had since you know adelman <laughs> It's crazy to think. I, I don't remember the last 500 season. That's how long it's been because I would have been like eight years old. Yeah, I agree. I, I think fact. I think McNair 
you know, he feels a little bit of the heat. He wants to get better. He thinks Gentry can help this team win games, uh, especially if they keep playing at the style that they've been kind of, you know, getting towards. Uh, I think, yeah, I think they can definitely get to 500, if not a game or two above, definitely be in the play in, in that yeah. circumstance. Now, I we're also the, very aware if they sell everything off. <laughs> that it's got to not be the but same. But we don't think, I don't think that it, they're going to do a complete sale. No, off, but I think they're yeah. going to tweak the, tweak the margins of this roster, maybe trade one of the big contract guys, but there's, va- there's like so much the value kind in of move that they tried to do over the summer, right? right like I right. could see, and if you could come, if you get something like that back, then I do think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the second one, as we talk about trades, factor fiction, Marvin Bagley, despite the recent success and, you know, him getting along with Gentry, he still will be the first one traded for the Sacramento Kings this year. I would assume that would still be fact. Yeah. I, 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 I can't, I don't know who else would be the first pin to drop if they, if they are starting to make trades. Unless something else, Wednesday. you know unless an offer presents itself that they can't refuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I would assume that he would still, but he could still be part of that offer that can't be refused. Um, but yeah, I, I think I would be surprised if he's, if, you know, like multiple moves happen before him, but I mean, I would be surprised and not surprised in the same sense. Cause we all thought he was going to be gone last year too. So, yeah. uh, and the been- summer and everything else, but based on what, the tea leaves that we're getting, I would assume that he would be first. Yes. Yes. I, again, also agree that that would probably be a fact that uh, the showcase is going on. It's getting a little bit better. Marvin's saying all the right things. His values slowly tinkering up for the Kings, which is a win for them. But ultimately he's going to the Eastern conference, probably going to the, the Pistons. I'm staying on that train of him going to Detroit. I, I think Marvin, or, uh, a consistent team that's been, interested right yeah the last the last two years so and they have no reason to not buy into a 23 year old's upside when they're not in, intending to when they're contend. still trying to go yeah. in those that they're, yeah. they're trying to find those diamond in the roughs which marvin you know number two overall pick yep. not really even a diamond in the rough a guy that just needs to change his scenery and then the last one for factor fiction terrence davis has finally found his groove we think that this is going to stay not necessarily 20 points yeah. a game jill but he's found his rhythm Fact or fiction? I'll say fact, but knock on wood because I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm hoping so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think what we've seen two games of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, you know, Maybe and you should just play the like Clippers. I said, when you're a microwave like that, you know, um, when it's hot, we hope it stays hot. I'm just hoping it's not too much of a break that it, that it goes freezer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, I, and I'm seeing from him where he's starting it by going to the rim, right? He's not seeing the ball going. Still get he still got his, you know, 11, 11 shots from three. Um, but five of them also were at the re- the other five were also at the rim. So I mean, I like that he was, you know, um he kind of made guys uh work a little bit harder than rather just sagging off and making them um, shoot the three. And so I think that that helps him. We've seen it before when he gets those kind of early baskets or dunks or, you know what I mean? Um, because he is athletic and he can get to the basket. Like athletic. It's, um, so yeah. Fingers, fact, we're going to seriously out. Yeah, we're saying fact, crossed. knock on we're wood. Fact, knock uh, on wood. Yeah. We don't want to jinx. <laughs> I'm saying fact too, but you made the point, the accurate assumption, assumption that, you know, he is a microwave player. So 
will it be perfectly sustainable? Will he not have some roller coaster games? Yeah, those are going to come, you know, just like Buddy. They're very similar players. Davis is a better athlete, a better defender, but in terms of how they score and the volume in which they score, they're very in line with one another, which is why when it wasn't working for both of them and they were on the court together, it was a disaster because they weren't doing their jobs. But I think he's definitely finding some confidence. He feels a little bit better. He feels freer. Again, kind of like Fox. The, the, the pressure, for whatever reason, because I don't think Luke Walton was putting pressure on them, but the pressure seems to have lessened. And it looks like yeah. it, it, they're playing like that. Yeah. In my and, and the two game, Yeah, in the two games where, you know, these last two games where he did go off, both games he had five, five, um, uh, Bath, like at the basket basket so yeah to me like just the keep mixing it in and out and i think that that that'll continue to help them um don't don't just shoot the threes yeah he's better uh, than that they need that. Than that they definitely need that on this team they need to start knocking down their threes but i've been vouching for Do them what not... gets you hot first and then yeah and then i'm i'm i've been saying that i don't want them to uh live or die by the three like they did so often with walton because it's just a flawed philosophy and they've started to get away from that 35 a game. Again, I don't know. They're, they're 16 or 17 out of the 15. Okay. So they're one, say, one, one attempt off, off of 15. Yeah. So I was going to say they have to be middle of the pack in that because that's not it's just the a ton and it's not, you know, uh, um, not that like too, yeah. too, their, too less. Their attempts is fine. Little. It's just the, it's the banks that are, that are costing them. So. And Davis, I feel like everyone, every one of the threes he had in that game were like, yeah, you definitely take those shots. You know, they were mm-hmm. open. He had space. He was they in were rhythm. In the flow. Yeah, yeah, they were in the flow. It's a good way of putting it. All right, so factor fiction there. We're going facts across the board. I guess I made those too easy. Uh, Gentry will get the team to 500 or better. We're saying that's a fact, hopefully. Bagley will uh, be the first I mean, one. Go- they weren't easy because you could easily, like, say the opposite and give reasons why. <laughs> like, yeah, I think they were okay. We're just the choosing to be optimists. After we are choosing to be optimistic. We're but- choosing to be optimistic. I'll go on record and saying I'll be shocked if Marvin Bagley isn't the first king to be traded. I don't, I just, that's just, that's too obvious. After all this. Yeah. After all this. Uh, but let's enjoy Marvin while we have him. You know, I, I've loved the, the reaction around Kings media and Kings fans, like the love that Marvin's got. You've said it, Jill. He didn't choose to come here. He didn't ask to be put on yeah. this such a, a microscope and be compared to all these other great players of that draft. He didn't ask for that. He just wanted to well, play that's ball. What I think like, I don't even like people are going to like him or not like him, but as long as he's wearing a King's Jersey, like you should be rooting for any of them to succeed. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like Eddie, if you don't take out your personal bias, I mean, it's, if they're wearing a Sacramento Jersey, like you should want them to succeed because you can, in the same sense saying, I want you to fail and to be pissed at the team for failing. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, it is a, despite, you know, some teams playing the superstar ball, um, it is a team game. You know, they don't have a LeBron or someone that can just totally dominate and the rest of the team can go kick rocks and you probably still win. They, they have to play team basketball. That's how they're, that's how their roster is constructed. They're a small market team. That's what you got to do. So Marvin's playing his role right now. It's looking good. The Kings are looking better again, 10 and 14. And, and now we're going to wrap this Monday show up by looking now ahead. Uh, and I'm happy to look ahead now. I'm not painfully looking at what the schedule, you know, has for them. I'm, I'm a little excited because Orlando is their next matchup on Wednesday after their little mini camp that they get with Gentry in Sacramento. They don't have to travel. They're playing Orlando at Golden One Center. Five and 19 Orlando Magic. 
complete rebuild mode. Rookie head coach. Rookies all over playing. We get to see Franz Wagner play for the first time in person. Uh, he's an exciting rookie, uh, getting a lot of love on social media. I see first. him prove a lot of people wrong, right? But yeah. No, they had a great draft. Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner in the top 10. Seems like they pretty much nailed that. Uh, I don't think they have Markel Foltz back yet, if I'm mistaken. I, I think he's still out. Nope. But no, they Jonathan have Isaac, no faults. Yeah, no, Isaac's still recovering. Yeah, pretty gruesome I know um, Gary Harris has been like in and out, so I'm not sure there. And I know Suggs had been in and out with a – he is he out with his a finger or wrist or something? Yeah, I, I, I guess I should – maybe too. I should have done more research. Uh, <laughs> I know he had been missing yeah. some games. mobaba has been staying healthy, though, which is great. That's uh, He's yeah, a likable player. He sat out for a game or two because of his back, um, but he's – back again which is awesome for him because he's been having um yeah the Jalen Suggs fractured his right thumb and will be out an extended period of time period of time oh that sucks um they were guessing two weeks and that was on the 30th so um but yeah no bomb it like and this is a, a year a career year for him like with Bagley too and he's one where um man that if they ever didn't want to pay a guy I mean I don't know if if that's the case or not He's playing really well without Isaac. When Isaac comes back, I don't know if that will change anything for them. But if you could get him in some kind of deal, I mean, that's that's a young guy I'd be taking a gamble oh, on. Absolutely, his his defense, and then he stretches the floor. I mean, that's that's a no brainer. But again, I could see them. You know, after all that development, it's finally working. Maybe there, and there don't seem to be like any kind of sour. You know a sour relationship between them. At least that's not public, but yeah, Isaac yeah. has given some reasons to be, you know, turned against by those in the Orlando magic organization, but there's been no indication that I've heard that that's happened yet. It helps to play in Florida in Orlando, I suppose uh, magic statistically five and 19, like I said, uh, and they're the bottom, very bottom, almost in almost every category points per game point differential assists, steals, they're middle of the pack in blocks. You have Mobamba, that doesn't surprise anybody. And rebounds are pretty solid because they have some size. Franz Wagner is a huge dude playing three, four, like uh, consistently for them. Yeah. Cole Anthony's been going off for them. Yeah. Cole um, Anthony was a really, great player. He's really player. been their best, their best point guard. I mean, he had good games last year, but he's taken uh taken a step this year, you know, and it helps he's getting all the minutes, not having to to play back up to Fultz too, you know, like he was and now sucks out, most so. of the year last year and sucks. So um, but yeah, he's been by far the best point guard, I think, out of anybody. But RJ you know, Hampton no surprise, too. it's a second second year. Yep, RJ Hampton. Well, I'm a fan of um, RJ. So they they have uh they have some good young players. Yeah, they have a lot of good um, young talent. It's just can they continue to continue to grow it? Yeah. So the point being there, I, I suppose, is there is overwhelming amount of young talent on the magic. The Kings should still take care of business. Uh, you know, stop me if you've heard that from me before, Jill. I guess I shouldn't even say it at this point in the season. We've, I should have learned my lesson, but yeah, yeah, there's nothing with this team. There's no such thing. <laughs> there's no such thing as an easy win. I already win knew and, what you were meant. To. Yeah, and meant. all it takes um, is one of these young guys. They? Yes, but have they earned that? No, no, definitely no. Big fat no. Uh, these young guys can go off for the magic. Cole Anthony being the prime example at any time, and Wagner. Uh, or Wagner. Is it Wagner? Do they do the V pronunciation? Wagner. Yeah. yeah. And this is, they've Maybe only had one on game where they've had, um, 
more than five days of rest. So this will be um, yeah, this is weird. Their second game of the season, right? They've had 16 games of one day's rest. So zero day back-to-backs, they've had four. One day's rest, they had 16. Two days rest, three. Five days rest, one. So, they haven't won any of the back-to-backs, like both of those games, have they, so far this year? Um, for zero, for back-to-backs, they're two and two. For the 16 games of one day's rest, they're four and 12. Yeah. Two days rest, three and oh. And five days rest, one and oh. What was so the five it's, day it's rest? The one? one day rest, they're five day rest, one and oh. No, who, what was the game? Who did they oh, play? It doesn't, I'm just looking at oh, okay. days rest Sorry. breakdown. Um, it doesn't tell me who. That's fine. Uh, it, it, yeah. it makes sense that you would uh, play a little bit better when you get a chance to practice and work on some plays. And especially now with the head coach change, this is the first time they've had an extended time to work with entry and work out some kinks or, you know, work on closing out games, um, whatever you can, however you can simulate that in practice. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see how they come out of it. Uh, practice today. I think they already did practice and then they'll have practice again tomorrow. Uh, and then they go on the road, Jill, after playing the five and 19 magic. I think the magic might be the worst team or second to last in the East conference. I have to look at that, but then they go on to uh, Charlotte who are the sixth seed currently in the East. They're 14 and 11. My Cavaliers, which I say my, because I said that they could surprise people this year. And so far I look like I'm actually pretty intelligent on that. They're 13, 11 took the jazz all the way down to the wire, lost by one yesterday to the jazz at home. That was a great game. Uh, They're very similar in how they play. I think to the jazz, they're very defensive oriented. They rely on their length, timely shots, threes at the appropriate time. Uh, they're, they're just a fun team. If you haven't paid attention to the Cavaliers, you should definitely pay attention. Jared Allen is a fucking monster. Evan Mobley's only 20 years old. It already seems like he's on the fast track to being a star. Darius Garland's finding his, uh, his himself now without Sexton on the court with him, which I don't think is a coincidence. I think Colin Sexton's always been kind of holding back Garland. And then they end this, uh, three game road completely trip. Completely different players, right? They like, are style wise. Yeah. I think Sexton needs to get shipped off somewhere else and let Garland just do his thing. And then they play Toronto again. Um, I don't know if I'm yet over the last time I watched them play Toronto, but they'll play Toronto in Toronto, in Canada. Uh, and Toronto's 11-13. They've been, you know, kind of on a roller coaster themselves. They've had a lot of young guys in the lineup, a lot of turnover in Toronto in the past couple of years. But still a team, as they showed us the last time they played, that could easily kick our ass if we're not prepared. So it'll be... Uh, a tough three-game road trip against um, two legitimate West or Eastern Conference threats, and then one team sitting on the outside, just barely right now, trying to get back into the to the playoff hunt. Which talking about playoff hunts is silly in December, but you know, if if we get you know one or two of those players back, yeah, it should um, be getting Barnes. I think it'll hopefully. be interesting to see how the flow goes after you know, like two weeks without him or. Um, I think of like a week and a half, two weeks type, um, there could be some rest there. So, um, I would just say be smart and don't force, go with the game plan. Don't force anything. Just, you know, keep, keep having everything be in flow, which I think they've been better about. So, um, mm-hmm. some good yeah, defensive teams again, too. don't underestimate, right? Like again, don't underestimate your opponent, come out and do what you're supposed to do. And yeah. Uh, looking I mean, to the road trip. I think their trip. biggest thing is don't underestimate, right? <laughs> you're, you're you have no reason to. Yeah. You, the the road trip, though, they're going to play some good defensive teams. Hornets are not a good 
mm-hmm. defensive team, but Cavaliers and Raptors are good defensive teams. And ones that, especially the Cavaliers, you're, it's very hard to score them in the paint. They have way too much size and athleticism. You're going to have to rely on ball movement, making your outside shots. Yeah. yeah the cat, that's what, that's they what go like the, three big. I mean, yeah, really Lowry, now that everyone's Markinen. healthy again. Yeah, you have um, six, between Mobley, uh, nine small forward, um, Allen and, and marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited um, for that game. Three on the road, then back home for three. Then they go and play Detroit, um, not Detroit. They play golden state. I don't even know why I would say Detroit golden state in, uh, in San Francisco and a game that clay Thompson might be back for, uh, that, that could be a slaughter. And then they have their longest homestand of the year. They play seven in a row. So they really, for most of December, after this road trip, they're going to be at home because you go to. When, when does the, the home trip start? Uh, December 22nd. Okay. That, that could be some prime uh, trade time yeah. frames oh, of, yeah. of getting somebody in and yeah. why so you're they, at home. Let me, let me put it like this. Uh, they, they have a home game after this three-game three game road trip Wednesday, December 15th, the day that we've been talking about, against the Wizards. Then with the exclusion of the Warrior game in San Francisco, so a bus ride away uh, on Monday, December 20th, they won't play another road game until January 4th. So they will be spending a lot of time in Sacramento. Is that a good thing right now? I don't, I don't know. They're four and eight at home. They're six six on the road. Yeah. I just saw um, an interview from uh, Gentry post-practice today and they were saying how they're six and six on the road, I think. And then yeah. like four and eight at home. Yeah. Um, and so you should be taking care of business at home. This gives you that opportunity to flip the script, right? Mm-hmm. So no. very true. Um, you know, it, it could be, it could go pretty or it could go ugly being at home. So, <laughs> um, you know, fan wise and everything it's, uh, um, have not been showing out. Gonna yeah. be, we'll say it's going to be a big month. Yep. Oh it's yeah. Be, it's going to be an, a lot of important month, basketball coming up A make or break month turning in the page into 2022. Will it be on a good note or a rip the page out of the book, throw it away? Yeah. Type well, because I mean, and if this month goes bad, like while at home, I just don't know how you, nothing is done at, you know what yeah. I mean? Like one way or the other, right? It's hard to envision De- um, deadline in February, knowing this February. place, knowing this place, it's hard to envision. Um, something not happening yeah, i agree so it's always always expect the unexpected with these sacramento kings that has been the mm-hmm. one yeah <laughs> one hallmark of this team for the last 16 years all right that'll do it for us on this monday edition of the sports ethos kings podcast thank you guys for listening we'll be back on wednesday we're going to do uh the coaching next reveal of two coaching candidates from jill's list on wednesday you can hold us to that and uh talk about the orlando game a little bit more then Thank you, guys. Have a good Monday. It's later, dudes.